Hello and welcome to the GTR News Brief. It's Wednesday, May the 20th, and here are the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. Banks are being urged by regulators to not withdraw financing for the commodity trade sector in Singapore. On the back of the COVID-19 pandemic and a historic crash in oil prices, two major Singaporean oil traders have collapsed in the past couple of months, Hinleong and Zenrock. Banks are now reportedly jittery and are restricting lending to firms trading in all commodities, not just oil. With banks at risk of having to write off loans, particularly where single trades were financed several times over, firms are finding it increasingly difficult to access fresh lines of funding. In an exclusive interview this week, HSBC's Global Head of Trade and Receivables Finance, Natalie Blythe, spoke to GTR about the effects of the coronavirus pandemic on trade and trade finance. Blythe says that while global trade will fall this year, she expects that some of this drop will be offset by a rise in companies needing trade finance products. Plus, she says there'll be a big shift and a diversification of supply chains once global trade bounces back. In other trends, Blythe expects ESG will likely be dialed up. Meanwhile, there'll be an acceleration in digitisation to make supply chains much more sophisticated. And in other news, financial institutions and traders are being warned to pay closer attention to ship behaviour and supply chains in the energy and metal sectors. The US regulations agency, OFAC, is warning that they could be exposed to illicit maritime trade with Iran, North Korea or Syria. The regulator also issued targeted advice to various sectors involved in maritime trade, including those providing financing. For a closer analysis of this story and the others, head to the GTR news page for more. Now, one major story we covered last week looked to the mixed messages being put out by export credit agencies, ECAs, about fossil fuel funding. While some ECAs may be making all the right noises about boosting renewable energy, critics say they're still continuing to plough money into fossil fuels. The Japan Bank for International Cooperation, also known as JBIC, is one major ECA to have been criticised for this recently. Last month, a group of NGOs was quick to point out in a joint statement that JBIC is continuing to fund coal projects and, in fact, is reportedly weighing up whether to support the Vung Ang 2 coal project in Vietnam. That's despite JBIC's governor, Tadashi Maida, saying in an interview recently that the bank will no longer back coal projects. GTR reporter Maddie White explains to me why they're being criticised and which other export credit agencies are giving out mixed messages. Environmentalists and non-governmental organisations are criticising JBIC um, as its governor was quoted as saying the export credit agency will no longer accept loan applications for coal-fired power projects in an interview. However, JBIC has not actually made any concrete plans on changing its policy. So Maddie, what does JBIC say about all of this? So it's still a bit unclear about JBIC's stance. A spokesperson for the bank told GTR that it will continue to follow policy outlined by the Japanese government and take actions on a case-by-case basis, which isn't really clear about what it will do now. Um, They also mentioned that In general, it takes a long time, 10 years in some cases, to make a loan decision for large infrastructure projects. And even today's state-of-the-art technology may become obsolete after, say, 10 years, Um, which doesn't, again, make it very clear what 
Jabik's stance on um, backing fossil fuel projects is. And then looking at all the ECAs around the world, based on the research you did for this article, which ECAs do you hear are the worst for providing funding for fossil fuel projects? Well, the gist of it is basically that... um, so Japan, China, Korea and Canada all put put the most money into fossil fuel projects overseas. However, someone, an export credit agency like the UK, it's, even though it's not providing as much in amount, the percentage that it is providing of the total, um, of its total funding towards energy products is fossil fuels. And Maddie, how about the other side of the coin? Which export credit agencies are cutting funding for fossil fuels the most? So on the flip side, the Swedish government has banned export credits to fossil fuel exploration and extraction by 2022. And France has also banned any export credits for coal, oil and gas as well. So those are governments that have really taken action. So looking at the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said in a speech in February that he hopes that nations around the world will follow the UK's example and get to net zero carbon emissions within the next few decades. Can you tell me if the UK's export credit agency, UKEF, is supporting renewable energy projects abroad? So the UK is definitely supporting renewable projects abroad, but it doesn't necessarily reveal all of the fossil fuel projects it's backing. And it all came to light last year um, when a report was published by the Environmental Audit Committee which is essentially just a group of cross-party MPs and they found that more than a large proportion of UKEF energy funding is going towards fossil fuel projects but without that report um, it wouldn't necessarily have come to light. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin MacLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening.